Are You Playing? Greetings, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game, many times bad, and tell you why the bleep we played it. I'm Vampire Hunter Sean. This is Thomas, who would rather be playing Sonic Frontiers. And Mason, who is wrong about this game. <laughs> See, I wish you hadn't said that because my original plan was to just right out the gate go, this game is bad. Now I can't do that. Mason is wrong about this game. This is going to be an interesting... I didn't expect this episode to be, like, the most divisive since, since uh, Go Vacation. <laughs> but I think that's what's going to happen. I think there's a good chance. I'm afraid for my life. Mason does not like this game. I actually think this game is good. <laughs> and at least I know Thomas had fun with it. Yeah, I had fun. It's passable. Yeah. It's, it's a passable Devil May Cry club. It, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I like Devil May, the Devil May Cry games in the series, so this is just a Devil May Cry ripoff. If you're wondering what we're talking about, it's Van Helsing for the Xbox, is what we played. It also came out on the PS2 and Game Boy Advance. Yes. The Game Boy Advance version got slammed. Oh, just destroyed. You're telling me it's not a straight port? <laughs> That'd be impressive. You know, usually we jump into the developers and stuff later, but it's one of those that a lot of our uh, Game Boy Advance games that we've talked about, they, a different studio did the port. So okay. did there. The same studio did all three versions on oh, this. Really? So oh, really? I'm going to guess they didn't spend as much time, albeit the studio, which is uh, Sapphire. Is that the studio? I believe so. Yeah, Sapphire. Sapphire. Uh, Sapphire. Had a lot of experience with Game Boy games, so it's not like it was something they'd never done. I get, I get the feeling they probably were like, we have experience with this, so let's spend our time on the PS2 version. Make sure that one's good before we send it out. And then the Game Boy Advance version, they were like, yeah, we know how to do this. Just sick it on the intern. Also, uh, something to keep in mind as we go through this. I've never seen the Van Helsing movie that this game is based on. I meant to before we started. And I couldn't find it in time. Several so. critics say this is better than the movie. So. Well, oh yikes! Maybe I shouldn't watch them. Van Helsing is an action adventure video game for those aforementioned systems, which is based on the 2004 action horror film of the same name by director Stephen Sommers, who directed GI Joe: Rise of Cobra, the Mummy movies. Yeah. Uh, the first two Mummy movies. Uh, uh, what else did he do? Uh, I. I I know it. a lot of movies. It's just now blanking on the top of my head, but those are the big I ones. I know he's done a lot, but yeah. G.I. Joe and the Mummy movies. Are those like are his big movies. ones. With Van Helsing was kind of right after the Mummy movies. Yeah. Hugh Jackman and Richard Roxburgh reprised their roles from the film, so they got two actors back for it. Richard and, is Dracula. Yes. Right, yeah. And the game is one of the few games on the PlayStation 2 that can run in 480p. So, Which, this was a big game in a lot of ways for technology-wise. Back then, might have sounded impressive. Now it's like it can run 480p. So yeah, yeah, it can run on slideshow, baby. <laughs> so he's also he also directed Deep Rising. Yes. And uh, uh, a live action version of the Jungle Book. Yeah, back in the '90s, Jungle Book. Yeah, the '90s uh, live action Jungle Book. Yeah, Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Mm -hmm. He directed a movie called Catch Me If You Can. That isn't it, the. Yeah. It isn't the. Um, it has nothing Spiel, to do with it's that. Not, it's not the Spielberg. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah, he, Steven Summers makes a lot of fun, entertaining movies, and um, for me, that's what this game is. Fun last, and entertaining. The yeah. last, last movie he directed was in 2013. Hey, you'll like this. It's called Odd Thomas. 
<laughs> oh shit! I actually like that. <laughs> he one. did Odd Thomas. I actually really like Odd Thomas too. Yeah, it's not great, it, but it's it's he's, pretty fun. He's a fun director. I, I legitimately you enjoy Stephen Summers films. I of the ones I've seen, I don't think there's a single one that I'm like, man, I didn't at least have fun in it. Yeah. Now this could arguably be his worst film, Van Helsing. Van Helsing probably because there's a movie Van Helsing. Great costume design, great makeup, great actors. You know, everything looks amazing. The sets, the cinematography, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, there's also a script. And it's not good. And uh, a lot of the... Because of that, a lot of really good actors don't um, come off as good because the script is not. Oh, crap, we forgot to put movie in this movie. They spent all the money on the set design, and it's like, Mr. Summers, we forgot the script. Shit! Uh, just just write it on the back of that McDonald's napkin. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it is... Um, it's one of those type of games that just... Or, sorry, one of those type of movies that the aesthetic makes it worth watching. Yeah, it's... Is one of those movies, like, a common thing is, like, watch the movie on mute as, like, a criticism. But genuinely, this is a movie that, honestly, if you took out some of the dialogue, it might make it better. And Hugh Jackman's doing a weird... It's meant to be supposed to be, like, kind of Transylvanian accent, but it's not great. Uh, and because of him trying the accent, uh, I think that's why he, both in this game and in the movie, kind of sounds bored. Yeah. It's also just, just kind of a weird movie. But for Hugh Jackman, who doesn't ever phone in performances, it's a very odd movie at times. And, like, has, has Hugh Jackman ever done a good accent other than American and Australian? He's a, he is Australian, though. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I should have said Australian and American, and I... Uh, no, yeah, I, get, I get you. But, no, not particularly, and this accent isn't great, but it just, it feels... The movie, to wrap up kind of the movie sub subset of this, is uh, the movie is, it's fine and fun, and it is more in the guilty pleasure uh, sort of movie in my, my book. Uh, I can sit down and watch it at any point because I enjoy the makeup and the art direction. Yeah, Van Helsing is dumb fun. Mm -hmm. Out of the action horror genre, because that, that is a surprisingly big subgenre, it's surprisingly a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, you'd think yeah. there'd be a lot of good, but no, a lot of no, bad. No, no, it's just a lot of priests. This is the, this is the same uh, genre that uh, R.I.P.D. would consider itself, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought up R.I.P.D. Yeah. That's a, that was my mistake. Uh, don't worry, the sequel's coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is. Um, oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, out of all those, this is probably middling for mm -hmm. it. Like, it's not, like, I'd consider From Dusk Till Dawn somewhat action horror. Yeah. Uh, it's not as good as that, but it's not as bad as well, R.I.P.D. <laughs> yeah. Would Zombieland be considered? Or is that uh, closer to, like, action, I think, I think action more, comedy with horror? I think the comedy, it's, it's the same thing as, say, like, uh, Evil Dead 3 would be more considered uh, uh, comedy horror. Yeah, whereas, uh, whereas 2 is more of a horror comedy, if mm -hmm. that makes any sense. So that's kind of, that's kind of where that would sit in. Uh, but this game is very much a Devil May Cry ripoff. Yeah, it bears super yeah. similarities. Another the, thing to keep in mind: I've never played a Devil May Cry game, so. and a lot. I, I don't mean to pick on Mason, honestly. I did before the podcast, and I still do feel kind of bad about it. You missed it, audience. I screamed at Mason. You should have missed it. <laughs> uh, anyway, a lot of Mason's criticisms for the game. He told me about them, and the whole time I'm thinking, 
Yeah, it's Devil May Cry. So it's Devil May Cry. So you just might not like Devil May Cry. Uh, it might be the keyword there. Again. As a fan of Devil May Cry, I love this game in a lot of ways because I like that crazy combo style uh, where I can... In this game, you're given a grappling hook, a gun, and a melee weapon, which is your uh, Toho blades at the beginning, uh, the two blades. Uh, I, and I, I love comboing the three together and doing different things and, and doing damage and fighting swarms of enemies. I have a lot of fun in this game because it's just Devil May Cry. It's literally the Devil May Cry system. Admittedly, one of, I, I don't find it as polished as Devil May Cry, obviously. Oh, definitely be, not. Because like, um, one of the things is the combat in this game, I don't want to say it's stiff because it's not, but it looks stiff. It does. Uh, and animation. some of that is, we could go into the movie translating into this, is the aesthetic of the game, the look... Uh, the gothic horror look, the enemies, the way everything looks is fine, but the way that faces specifically, but entirely people and, and monsters move, it doesn't feel as fluid as, say, you'd want some of the times. Uh, also, it is a T-for-teen game, uh, and there are some very, very funny moments where if this game had been M... <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no blood in this. Yeah. Well, it's T. <laughs> what, was, what was the movie, right? PG-13. PG-13, so... It was it was a aimed at families and uh, slightly older uh, uh, teenagers. Like this was a teenage type movie, so they I mean, were aiming at that. So there's still some blood in the movie, but not much. Mm -hmm. So do you think the movie would have benefited more from being R? And then follow up, do you think the game would have benefited more from being M? Movie more than the game, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the game. I feel like all it would have had is like some just because mm -hmm. uh, it, it would have made some cursing and honestly Maybe. some of the scenes that are hilarious and the cutscenes are hilarious because uh the lack of blood like the opening he's fighting a monster and he just goes to, like hit a and his arm just goes bloop, just like falls right out yeah. there's no blood no wound just it, it's almost as if you like you took like play-doh and just like it off and it is hilarious it's like a little lego man yeah uh but the game absolutely follows Devil May Cry's style. Uh, you have weapons very similar, controls very similar, uh, even to, you know, the way that they power up. One of the big differences and one of my nitpicks in this game, Devil May Cry shows the combos and shows the things on the screen. Yes. I think because this game was trying to follow the movie and not trying to stylize it, they chose to not add that in. And I do think that would have been nice just to see the combos and see, like, your score going up and things like that I on the am, screen, like I Devil am, May Cry does. I am really, really glad that you brought that up, because this game does something that it, that is, like, a really big nitpick for games of the... Like, it, 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 it's, it gets better during this era, but it was especially a problem during the PS1 and 64 era, where they just don't tell you things. That they, they leave you to... They leave you to like figure it out on your own when and they they and they do like they they just don't tell you what you're supposed to do like how was i supposed to know to knock down that statue or hit that ladder if there was no nothing i don't need like a big glowing neon sign pointing at it telling me to do that but you know just a little, little so like make it glow a little bit more than the rest of the room don't let it blend into the background or something like help me because I am bad at video That's games. why you buy the Prima Strategy Guide, Mason. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> like, All right, I just, how just, much just, is like, it on eBay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I can get some of that. The puzzling in this game uh, isn't great. 
And again, I think that's because a lot of it is trying to take mm-hmm. from Devil May Cry, which uh, also which takes from Resident Evil, aren't. which is a lot of hey, you found this item, it's going to be useful later on, and things like that. Well, yeah, uh, because wasn't Devil May Cry like originally supposed to be like a Resident a Resident Evil spinoff, or maybe no, even like a main, it was, was a main it game? It was supposed to be Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. It was so drastically different that they were like, no, <laughs> so okay. so they changed it. Well, uh, you know, that's, the that's, so we ended up getting two. Great, well, apparently, two great games. Yeah, I know. One, I know one of them is great good franchises. Games. So, uh, but yeah, that is a problem with some of the gameplay. I, I'm okay with not holding my hand, but there is some of the puzzling elements that I'm. That there is like, unless you touch every item, you're not gonna figure out what you're supposed to do. Some, uh, sometimes, and this- even then. Sometimes specific areas of a specific mm-hmm. item. Yeah, like, and e- even then, if you touch everything, it's not guaranteed that you're going to find the thing. Yeah, like, oh, you touch the left side of the bookshelf, that's not the key, but you touch the right side of the bookshelf, oh, that opens the gates to hell. That's like, exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. So, like, if that, if they just, like, colored that part of the library just a little bit different and made it stand out more, that would make me go, oh, I need to go there. This is an odd thing to bring back up, but remember Larry Boy and the Bad Apple? Mm-hmm. And how yes. that had the library puzzle where some books were just out. Mm-hmm. That would have yes. made it very easy. Yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. That's Something the difference like that. between, say, a game aimed at children, Larry Boy, uh, and a game that was meant for like a lot of, because of the time, you're, and especially Devil May Cry and Resident Evil, at the time, like, don't hold your hand at all. They're like, yeah, you found this thing. You might need it somewhere. Hold on to it. Oh, hey, uh, don't forget to touch this thing. Uh, so that that's just kind of the era of those sort of games. Uh, it's why Devil May Cry games are well. It's not the reason. The reason is the combat. But Devil May Cry games are known for being very hard. Um, yeah, the combat is more. The, I was like, that's the no, no. It's definitely the combat. <laughs> no, the, it's it's the combat because but. Devil May Cry. Odd tangent. Not. I mean, this semi related. Devil May Cry is one of those series where uh, it beats you down. It beats mm-hmm. you down and holds your face in the mud. And it's like, you know, you can switch to easy mode at any time. Twist your arm. You know, you can switch to easy mode at any time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as we mentioned, this game was fairly well received aside from the GBA game, uh, which was not at all. But you consider it better received than the movie. Yes. 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 By, 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 like by things. So Again, this is on average, the Metacritic score is 63 for the Xbox, 64 for the PS2. So it's about, you say if you get the averages, you're about 6.7, 6.8 out of 10, whereas the GBA was like twos. <laughs> Man, as, a, as an advertisement for the movie, which this is mainly supposed to be, a slap in the face would have been better. Jeez. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, again, how these sort of things work, not necessarily to, av- to go, it's usually the reverse. You watch the movie and then you want to play you buy- the game. Oh, okay, That's correct. usually how these were. Now, sometimes, obviously, it would go in reverse, but... As they well, were usually released after or shortly after. I was going to say, sometimes they were released around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what the hell was it? That Born game that mm-hmm. came out. That was around the same is it, time. There's a Born game? Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't know that. It's, it's, it's a, a game. Born game. <laughs> it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a game. But, yeah, it, it, I think the high review that this uh, the game got would have been Game Zone. Uh, gave uh, the Xbox version an 8 out of 10 and the PS2 a 7.7 out of 10. They gave the Game Boy Advance version a 3.2. I kind of don't really want to play the Game Boy Advance version just of because, because <laughs> I'm you know I, I like to to be tortured. Um, 
But, you know, also in Japan, Famitsu uh, gave the PS2 uh, uh, a 29 out of 40. So basically it's a panel. It was three sevens and one eight out of 10. Uh, so... Yeah, so it, this, it's reviewed pretty well. This game was actually pretty well received. Yeah, so. uh, and again, it, it, because it's just basically it, it takes something that is really good and well received and just yeah. slaps kind of a coat of paint on it. <laughs> yeah, and it, the, the the funny thing is, it's not a bad ripoff mm-hmm. because it plays very similarly, it controls very similarly. It's a bit stiffer, mm-hmm. but that might also be just. It's not actually the controls. That's just how it feels yeah. for the animation. And also, I know Thomas mentioned this uh, when we were there that because we played the Xbox version, but I'm the only one that really had any experience playing with an Xbox controller. And I know Thomas said, uh, "Oh yeah, uh, I didn't really like the original Xbox controller." Oh like, yeah, let's get that out of the way. This was my first time playing on an original Xbox. Shame. Shame. I've been. I've been PlayStation for life since I was a kid because all my friends had uh, Xboxes, so I played them. But I never. Uh, this is the first uh, see, one. I, I was I, I was placed. I was PlayStation until the 360 came out. I skipped the original. Yeah, see, Xbox. So this was my first time playing on an Xbox controller original, and you know the Xbox 360 controller. Let's say that's pretty much fine. That's mm-hmm. good. It's pretty. It's be, it's pretty much the best controller out there. Pretty much, mm-hmm. and and then. Uh, it's up there at least. That's fair. And, it, and then the original Xbox controller is what is this travesty in yeah, my hands? It's not great. The start and select buttons are really weirdly placed. You have these weird the black and white, yeah, yeah, they the, the black, black and, and white, white, white buttons, buttons, which were, the, basically what the black and white buttons would later become are the right and left bumper. Yeah, that's but, what they that's what they were. Uh, but at at that point, like, okay, maybe this is just my own personal thing as well. I feel like I should be hitting the bumpers to pull the triggers. Mm-hmm. Like in, in games like this, I feel like the face button should be your melee combat and your gun should be on the triggers. Here, the it's, guns and I the melee combat. I think you could set it up that way, but yes, the base controls are... Uh, yeah, base. that's it's just base controls. I'm going to guess. I, I, I didn't see anything here on there, but I'm going to guess this was designed... Because of the, it was running 40p, it was designed for the PS2 and ported over to the Xbox is my guess. Mm, probably. So probably a lot of it. So... It probably was designed with a PlayStation 2 controller in mind. In mind yeah. So maybe some of those things, because PS2 controllers had the two top yeah, buttons as the, well. So, they had the so that's why the black and white switching between weapons is a very weird placement for the game. But also, so for example, the original Halo on the Xbox, the black and white, that's your grenades. Oh, you see, really? like that's actually, mm-hmm. that, I don't mind that. that that's how you like did that. Which, neat. yeah, I, I, I grew up, well, grew up, I played a lot of, Halo on the Xbox because that's what my friends had, so I played a ton of it. So I'm familiar with playing a regular Xbox controller, and uh, I had no problems with that because experience. But I could see, considering some of the controls are the way they are, if you hadn't played on an Xbox controller, that it could have been a little frustrating, especially considering this game, while not hard, hard, can be a little unforgiving in moments. If only because of the enemy swarms. Mm-hmm. And like I. I... You 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 bring it up with with the controller and stuff, and I and I still feel like even if I was playing on a better controller, I still wouldn't have enjoyed it because Mason, you were also the person who's like, man, I wish Sean brought in the Duke. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Although but... part of me does wish he brought in the Duke, if only because there would be, I imagine there'd be like a cartoon sound effect, like here's the controller and here's the Duke, and it just dunks the table. There's <laughs> <laughs> a big crater everywhere. Like, every time you put it on a table, but uh, uh, it's like a crane. Yeah, <laughs> but man, I have so many, so many problems with this game. Like not even like. The, contr- the controls are one thing, 
uh, and I could go off on those as, as much but as I, as I want. But the other problem that I have with this, you brought up the aesthetics. I don't think they're good, at least the way that they're presented. On paper, they're fine, but the way that they're presented, it, it, like, you know, you, know what it, you know what it reminds me of? Remember when we, bringing it all the way back to the beginning, remember when we played um, the Mar- what was it called? Marvel Nemesis. Nemesis. What, remember when we played Mar- Marvel Nemesis, and I believe the, the way that I described it as uh, was the developers going, okay, we need, a, we need a, a general art style, and another one going, well, we can start with the color green, and then that's it. That's basically what this this is this was like for me. It's like we get let's go with gray, maybe some dark greens, and that's it. See, I, I think that fits that, but that's gothic horror to me. Say, so that fits perfectly. Like say, that's if it had been different vibe. colors, I kind of would have been a little upset. Like I mean, well, yeah, I, I, but I guess that's that, fair. I, well, that's the gothic vibe. It works better for me mm-hmm. here than it does in Marvel Nemesis because in Marvel Nemesis you have all these brightly colored superheroes running around, and also and these really bleak you're supposed to be in like the cityscape of Marvel Nemesis, and it doesn't like it, the blandness. And again, Marvel, it's a fair statement to say that yeah, the kind of the color palette is. There's not a lot to it, but I think it works, especially for the source material and everything on it. Uh, If I were to, like, I like the aesthetic. If I were to complain about the environments at all, it's because it is modeled after Devil May Cry and there's not a lot of camera movement. uh, And you can't move the man, you cannot move the camera yourself uh, at all that. For a game that at times everything's supposed to feel linear, when it's not linear, it feels very weird, like going through and you're like, it's easy to get lost or not realize where you're supposed to go because without a map and without camera movements, uh, there's a lot of points in this game where it just doesn't feel like you can get from point A to point B necessarily or the depth is, is off in a weird way. I'm gl- I'm, I'm, once again, I'm glad that you, that you brought that up. I'm glad that you brought up the camera because... So one of the, one of the recurring themes yes. of the games that we play, I think both of you will agree, is bad cameras. That's a, it's a very common problem with a lot of the games that we play. I am willing to bet that this game has the worst camera. Oh, no. Not just of any game that we've played, but of any game that we will play. Oh, not uh, even close. Not, not this I camera could, is Phantom Menace. Garbage. Phantom Menace had a worse camera. Ben 10 had a much worse camera. Uh, well, um, okay, hold on. Uh, uh, the, okay, uh, the camera angle on Phantom Menace was was bad, no. but at least it was functional. Not really. The no, camera not really. in this game, not it really. just the camera's functional. It's just that the, the thing about it's it just is fixed. It's just it's a fixed camera. It's a fixed camera on set on that. Like it's actually for a fixed camera. If you're not used to those sort of the way they have it, this is actually a pretty good camera. It's running out of a lot of the Resident Evil. Uh, and it's fit with normal controls instead of, say, tank controls. It's well, very see, similar. With, with something like the like the original Resident Evils that had camera angles like that, the the reason it worked like that is because you're in a house for most of it. And mm-hmm. so it's just changing like different angles depending on what room you're in. This game is a lot more open than that, so a fixed camera doesn't work as well, well in I, more open areas. Mm, you can still mm. see a lot of it. That's yeah. my main thing. You can still see a lot of the environments. Mm-hmm. Like, I would agree with you if the fixed camera, again, pulled a Phantom Menace where you straight up cannot see shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot see five feet in front of you. In this game, I think it lets you see enough that it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, and maybe because I felt like the platforming in this game wasn't awful. Uh, and there's not a ton of platforming. It is fairly limited in the platforming. It is a lot of rock around, fight the horde, turn down a corner, fight the horde... You grapple know, those the things, thing eventually. Grapple a thing. So there's a lot of it. But because the way they set the uh, platforming elements up, and one thing I appreciate is most of the places, 
you aren't falling off of edges unless you are trying to jump, unless you are mistiming your jump, which was one of my big complaints in both uh, Larry Boy and Ben 10, was that falling off, and actually uh, Looney Tunes back in action as well, was that the camera did not do justice for the platforming elements. Yeah, uh, And then this game... The fixed camera works for the angles on that, and because it's all centered around the combat. That's what you're centered around and what you're trying to do, which is Devil May Cry, which fits for the combat, because that's what Devil May Cry does. But I was talking to Mason about this. Ben 10 was a God of War ripoff. This is a Devil May Cry ripoff. Man, all we need is a 3D Ninja Gaiden game. We got the trifecta. <laughs> we got, oh, we it, got we the got trifecta. It all. We've got it <laughs> We all. got the trifecta. <laughs> So that, that was Larry, but no. <laughs> oh. oh, that makes the game a lot different, man. No. We were playing it wrong. No, 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 no. Larry Boy was a Twin Sanity ripoff. We already discussed this. Yeah, you're right. It was Looney Tunes. Was the- <laughs> <laughs> um, so to pivot over a little bit, uh, the game was developed by Sapphire, as we said, uh, a oh, company yeah, that does not exist anymore. Right? Yeah, they uh, went out in 2007. This is one of the not their last, but one of their. Uh, uh, three last games. They the, the, this was their third to last game, and this is their last uh, console game. Yeah. Oh wow! Their last game ever released was Thunderbirds for the Game Boy Advance, and before that, it was the Around the World in Eighty Days Game Boy Advance. Oh, game. what a what Which a I'm, what a high note! I was gonna say, I'm guessing Thunderbirds. That's based on the 2004 movie. I think so. It's gotta be uh, uh, with the puppets. No, the the th- that's the original show. Oh. The Thunderbirds movie has actually just real people. Oh, which okay. You watch it and you're like, where's the puppets? <laughs> they, as a studio, they made a lot of games and games I think we might re- revisit at some point in some of these. A lot of Game Boy games, to said. There's a lot of Game Boy games. Uh, like, uh, they made the, the the Hobbit game for the Game Boy Advance. I had that game. That game's not bad. It, I, don't, I haven't played it in decades, but... Uh. They made the all-time <laughs> classic Animaniacs 10-Pen Alley. The there's Animaniacs a, bowling game. Isn't it? <laughs> uh... They made, Why is that a thing? Uh, they made... I the, like Animaniacs. The Why is that Tom a thing? Clancy Rainbow Six Rogue Spear for the PlayStation and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six for the 64, so... Yeah, I'm guessing the 64's gotta be a port. It might be, but like, then they made it another one later, so I wonder if they... I wonder if maybe it was simultaneous development? No, um, because uh, Rainbow Six, the first one was 99, and the uh, PlayStation I, one was I, 2001. Oh, I meant, I oh. meant the, the original uh, Rainbow Six. It's possible. Like, maybe that was simultaneous development with another studio. Honestly, if I remember correctly, the two games I'm most interested in are two Game Boy Advance games. These bastards, the Mad Bastards, made Lego Bionicle. They made two oh. Game Boy Advance Lego Bionicle games. Oh, they were, oh the Game Boy Advance. They, oh, made, one, the they made one Game no. Boy Advance Lego Bionicle game, and they made a uh, Windows That's game. right. They, but the Windows game was canceled. Yeah. That's right. My bad. Uh, they made like they made the E.T. Game Boy Color game, which is weird that it came out after the Game Boy. Like, I, It's weird came to think a, about 2001 Game Boy Color game. It came out a while after the uh-huh. movie. That's but weird. they made one of my favorite, uh, my favorite fran- part of my friend. I don't know if it's a port or if they just actually were one of them made it. But they made Army Men: Sarge's War for the Dreamcast. I love that game on the sixty-four. Uh, Army Men, the Army Men: Sarge's Heroes games are actually pretty mm-hmm. good. Then you get the Sarge's War, which is also really good, but it's weird as shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's Army Men. Because okay, but yeah, it's Army Men trying to take itself seriously. And I don't know, it it don't work for me. But they they did the uh, Game Boy Color ports of the Odd World franchise. Yes. Oddworld Adventures 1 and 2. Um, they did a Game Boy Color Mask of Zorro game. Oh, jeez. I, I need to know Which, how that plays. Uh, you know, they made a, a fighting game out of Xenia Warrior Princess Wait, on the 64. Hold on. Hold on. They made, a, they made a, a Zorro game for the Game Boy Color. 
Uh, Zorro yes. is series famous for being in black and white. Yes. What? Well, I mean, and Mask of Zorro was in color. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, they made. Yeah, it's, it's based on the. They movie, they so. made Starcraft uh, Brood War uh, uh, for the Windows and other stuff. Like they, they worked with Blizzard. They also made the all time classic Bio Freaks for the sixty four and the PlayStation. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, they did Rampage uh, World Tour on the sixty four. Legit. All I need to do. I'm not gonna make you guys play it because I like I like you guys and I want you to continue to be my friends. But I will show you gameplay for Biofreaks and you'll understand why my reaction is oh no. Mm. Uh, mean, they also yeah. made the one of the first uh, Bond games. Yeah, James Bond James 007, 007 for the Game, for Boy. The game Boy, which oh. I need to play. You know, you know, uh, as you're as you're listing off the things that this developer makes. It is not. They sound exactly like the type of people to make a Van Helsing game. They also made Justice League and Justice for mm-hmm. All, which was tied in for the original Justice League. Show. Yeah, so they did a lot of cool stuff, uh, a lot of things. I did. Uh, the, the game was produced by Vivendi Games. The only note that I had on them was that they were purchased in 2008 uh, when they were merged with Activision when Activision created Activision Blizzard. And Sapphire worked with both a lot of Vivendi games, but they also had worked with Blizzard, so it makes sense, you know, the produce on it, that they, uh, uh, Vivendi and, and, and Blizzard trusted this company to do a couple of things, so. I remember I looked at the publisher, and I remember I was really weirded out by a lot of the stuff they did. Not because it's bad, but I mean, they're publishers, obviously, <laughs> so it's not like the developers, but... Some of the things they published, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Such as they did the all-time classics Barbie Beach Vacation, and then two games later, it's Alien vs. Predator 2 on the Windows. Whoa. Vivendi was a subset of, of Universal. Yes. So they did a lot of Universal stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Like the Scorpion King games, the, uh, the Crash, Crash Bandicoot games. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why they sound familiar. Yeah, because they did the Crash Bandicoot games mm-hmm. after Naughty Dog. What, which, ones, which ones did they do? Um, did they do Crash Bash? No, I don't believe so. Okay. They did do Crash Bandicoot, The Huge Adventure, and Wrath of Cortex. So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, that's why they sound familiar. Again, publishing. Published, so yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, and my final note I had on Sapphire was just an interesting one, was that they were founded uh, in the early 90s, and it was six people, and they worked out of, they worked out of basically a garage. Oh, wow. Uh, so when it's they like were this. producing things like Hardball 95 and Wayne Gretzky, heck, as they were getting into, like, NFL Legends Football and Bond uh, 07 for the Game Boy, they were, like, tiny and doing wow. these things. So, like, it's a really interesting little little studio. When, when did, did a lot of stuff. When did 007 come out? Uh, 98. Game? 98. Okay, so that was okay. So that was Brosnan's era. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. For some reason, I was thinking Timothy Dalton, but no, that was. No, for some reason, I was thinking Timothy Dalton too, but then it was like 98. I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's that's Brosnan. Yeah, that'd be Brosnan. But I. (laughs) Fun fact. This will make Sean happy. There is a Timothy Dalton Bond game. Excellent. Is there only one? Yes, it was for the Master System. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, So I just decided to click on the James Bond 07 to just uh, 007 from 98, the video game about it on the Game Boy Color. Uh, It looks like it was a, no, sorry, it was regular Game Boy. Its gameplay is very similar to uh, Link's Awakening. That's actually oh. really smart. It's it, 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 it got really solid reviews. Uh, well, because honestly, 
doing a Bond style Zelda game. That's actually really bad. That's that's idea. a really yeah, smart that's, idea. Yeah, because like the, it's all like if you do it stealth based and you have it from the top down, that would work. Well, uh, it's that game on, so I will definitely buy it. <laughs> I, I'm now very intrigued in it. I always like uh, expanding my Game Boy uh, library. Um, <laughs> anyway, Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 fun to talk about some of these studios that you don't necessarily don't exist anymore, don't think about or remember, and see kind of all that they've done. And I like that that's kind of become a subset in each episode that we kind of spend time on these like, studios because yeah, a lot of them are, are don't studio. exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, shine a light on these. Yeah. Yeah, not spend, existing spending uh, a time uh, and you can kind of then see where they come to, to and and it seems like because they were a small company uh and they grew from a lot of, they did a lot of like okay what if we modeled it after blank game consistently uh what if we did blank game but with whatever license we have and it's not a bad idea honestly uh hence i think it's the same thing we said sorry, with ben no, 10 no, no. uh it was not a bad idea if you're gonna model it and do a game might as well model, after, well a, model it yeah. after god of war yeah yeah uh that's why 007, and I believe even their Game Boy Bionicle game, is very Zelda-like, mm-hmm. and why this is probably very DMC-like. Mm-hmm. They're just modeling it off after stuff, which how, is a good idea. So. How awesome would it be if somehow this podcast got so big and had such a big influence that we brought a developer back from the dead? <laughs> Boy, you're, you're putting a lot here. <laughs> and it ends up being Big Ape. No! No! <laughs> Uh, Look, the we've only, returned to monkey. The only thing I would like, <laughs> only thing I would like, is somehow if we could convince someone to make another VeggieTales game. That's all I want. That would yes, that would be awesome. I'm gonna go up. To, who owns that damn license now? I forget who owns that damn license now. Uh, Somebody. <laughs> yeah. I know they fired the voice for Bob. Yeah, Barry, I was about so. to say that would be very sad if they made a if they made a VeggieTales video game now, especially after they fired the the. The, not only the voice actors for Bob and Larry, but the creators. Yeah. So the moral of the story is I'm going to find who owns VeggieTales and hold the gun to their head until they rehire. <laughs> Bring them um, back. <laughs> you Look. want God's love? Here's God's love. And then I pull out the gun from Van Helsing, bringing it back full circle. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's all planned here. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. I think uh, as far as this game, Van Helsing... Uh, uh, one of the only last like comments that I have for it is, uh, I really, even though it's kind of generic, uh, Devil May Cry weapons, I like the weapons in this game. Uh, I, I I was fairly satisfied with the the ones that I got and things like that. I enjoyed. I said I really enjoyed. I'd grapple an enemy, come in, and then slash and have an extra attack, and then you know I'd jump up and I'd shoot down. It was fun. Admittedly, that is a really satisfying thing I could find you could do in this game mm-hmm. is. Specifically, there's this really easy combo you can do with the shotgun where you slash the enemy, hit mm-hmm. him with the shotgun, then just point-blank fire, mm-hmm. and it's like, damn, that's cool. Or, you know, simple simple jump, double pistol shoot was really easy, and that was that uh, was my go-to in several boss fights. Uh, they, they, they made a lot of the fun combos simple. I know there are a lot more complex stuff that you can do on it, but making that simple, I, I really appreciated and enjoyed, and it got a lot of cathartic... Uh, fun out of it. Hence why this could also argue for Baby's first Devil May Cry. Because mm-hmm. in Devil in Devil May, in this game you want to do the double pistol, you want to do that shotgun combo. It's like 
X, Y, bam. Mm-hmm. And Devil May Cry would be like, X, X, pause, X again, Y, X, pause, Y. Unplug pray to God. Controller, pray to God. Hope that, hope that an enemy hasn't actually come close to you. Pray some more. Uh, maybe add another deity in there. Hope that somebody's listening. Put, put, uh, put your right arm in. Put your right arm out. Put your right arm in. Shake it all about. And then maybe. Search your controller ports. It's a... Uh, Take the disc out, break it in half, put it back in. Wait a minute, how am I Ooh. supposed to do that? Well, you find a way. <laughs> it is babies versus Devil May Cry, and that's both a compliment to the game and also a you know what you're getting into if you've played Devil May Cry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm st- I'm st- I'm still not. Nothing that has been said during this podcast has been able to change my mind because this this is how I said it to. Uh, to Thomas before we recorded this, disregarding the terrible, awful garbage camera, disregarding the less-than-intuitive controls, disregarding the the general style that, even if, even if that's what it's supposed to be, I'm just not a fan of, disregarding all of that, I just got nothing out of playing this game. I got more out of the G.I. Joe game than this. Like, th- think about that for a second. I got more... Out of the out of the out of the GI Joe game that I did out of the Joseph. Van Helsing game, like the, put it put it. Let me put it this way: the GI Joe game is like a a bottle of of Walmart branded water. Van Helsing is like that same Walmart branded bottle of water, but it's only full of air and and the lid is still sealed. That's what this game is. It's a and it's an empty bottle of water with the cap st- with the cap still sealed. That's all I got out of this game. I just want to remind the viewing audience. Mason is complaining about controls and camera, and yet made us play <laughs> Go Vacation, which I... still is the worst controlled game we have played by far. <laughs> more intuitive controls than this. How the fuck? <laughs> so clearly, this game needed to go on Wii. We need to get the Wii port over for Mason. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then Mason would work. <laughs> there wasn't enough waggling. That's fair. Well, there's never enough waggle. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, would I have liked, like, railgun mechanics? <laughs> like, I'm thinking of this game with, uh, you know, with... Uh, the, yeah, with the, the Wii Zapper. crossbow. Yeah. With the, the crossbow, with the, the uh, semi-auto crossbow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, could, I could get you into that. You merely adopted the waggle controls. I was <laughs> born and it's molded by it. <laughs> that is fair. Mason was born and then the Wii came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing else happened. Mason was born and, and then, then the Wii. Wii. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so, Anyways... Did you have the Japanese men come to your door? We would like we to play. Would like to play. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's what happened in the in the hospital room. I was born, and then, and then they were like, "We would like to play." And sorry, family you, only. <laughs> and it's the Japanese men who kick your family out. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Well, Thomas, did you have anything else to add to the game? Um, not particularly. I will say, uh, just in general, look. Am I saying that this is a good, great game or that Van Helsing is a great movie? No. But this is the most badass Van Helsing ever. I don't care what anyone says. Hugh Jackman in this fucking trench coat, 
fedora suit with these dual pistols, these buzz saw blades. It's the most badass Van Helsing ever. And I think the game does actually... Because in a lot of games that even we've played so far, but also just a bunch of games in general, there's these things like, oh, you're the biggest badass of all time. You've taken down armies. And I'm like, I feel, I feel like a doof. Like, uh, I think Phantom Menace, again, going back to that, is probably the biggest example, but also Beatdown, where mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you're supposed to be this biggest badass who takes down armies. And I'm like, I'm getting my ass kicked by the guy with the iron girder. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But in this game... You actually do kind of feel like a champ. You feel like a badass. Again, just grappling your way over to some guy, holding onto his head, and then unloading into his face with your revolver, taking your buzz saws and cutting these guys' arms off. I haven't gotten to it, but apparently you get scimitars later in the game. They're, that is badass. They're so. also where your special finishing, uh, like, grenades that you can throw, uh, uh, which were pretty cool. Uh, they, like, sucked them in and things like that, yeah. so... Uh, I got I finished one boss with it. That was fun. I did finish a boss with it. And I also, like, I don't know if it's intentional, but when I was playing the game, maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. But when you press the grenade, it, it'll just throw it anywhere. Yeah. So my favorite thing was I was shoot, shoot, shooting, and I pressed the grenade button, and he just tossed it behind him. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. I, that's incredible. Uh, also, <laughs> a complaint that I've had in a lot of games is... Just giving me a good auto lock. I know I complained in GI Joe at times. GI Joe, uh, Ben 10, Ben 10, those ones. Uh, and this game, while well, it doesn't give you a reticle, which you know, Devil May Cry and all that, but if you're just holding the right trigger, no matter what, and you're firing, no matter what, you will always be aiming at somebody. <laughs> and I'm okay with that then, because uh, uh, at least it's auto locking to different character, different fighting, especially when shooting. Would I have preferred a reticle? Yeah, I kind of would have. But for the style that they have in it, at least it auto locked because that would have that would have made the game borderline unplayable if I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Sean Saga of auto lock, Ben Ten, a GI Joe, and now this and this. So at least you you gave me something. You know, it was something here that I could do on it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, on this podcast. We like to ask two major questions of every game we play. The first one being, how does this game hold up? Well, I know we're going to have very different answers. Uh, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be, be named. so no, kidding. go ahead and uh, start and, yeah. and hate on it, Mason. Go ahead. No. All right. Okay, well, you don't hate on it. Good. That means it's, <laughs> it's the greatest just, game ever no, made. No, it's <laughs> just, uh, it just doesn't, I, don't, I think this might be like the, most poorly aged game that we've played. We've played Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. And I love Phantom Menace. And I'll even admit that game is aged horribly. Okay, second worst aged beat game. Down. We played Beat Down. Go vacation. I would rather play Beat Down than this. You are fucking high. <laughs> and I um, was the one who suggested Beat Down. You are fucking high. Uh, um, I think... Any, uh, I think it's telling them fine. Yeah. Because I can sit down and have no problem playing it. Graphically, as I mentioned, a lot of the, like, humans, uh, the faces and things like that I mean, aren't great. I mean, they look fine. Mm -hmm. Like, for the PS2 era, they look Oh, yeah, they look fine good. for there, but aging-wise, haven't then. Some of the environment, the way uh, the envi graphically environments aren't, um, you know, it didn't age particularly well and make some of the game more challenging, whereas in, you just dropped me in 2004, they wouldn't have been probably yeah. as challenging. And I, and I think the... Another, another thing about the game, sorry, I just remembered it. It, it expects you to traverse the environment. A, mm -hmm. a mini-map would have been and, nice. And, and Mason actually did bring this up where 
uh, it doesn't really give you a lot of direction. Mm-hmm. And so you're doing all these double jumps or whatever. And it's like, hey, you're in this room now. Nice luck, dumbass. This has yeah. nothing here. And it's like, great, what do I do? Like, uh, a mini-map yeah. of some kind would have been nice. Mini-map? I even would have taken, like, a Call of Duty-style icon that you follow. Yeah. But uh, overall, though, I didn't find any of it unplayable for yeah. that. So, like, yeah, there, there's some little little uh, UI that I think would have helped. Again, uh, yeah, we, the two of us and Mason have very different mm-hmm. views. Because you're like, this is the worst... This is the worst age game we played. This is top five for me, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> as far as aging, this is you know, it, it, it honestly most of it has aged pretty well. Uh, it's I could sit down and play it. Look, I literally was like, man, I might go home and just sit down and play it. So work. It's like it's fun. Honestly, it's, I may buy it for the PS2 because yeah. I genuinely I it, it's mm. uh, super. I, I found a lot of fun out of it. Uh, like I said I got a lot of catharsis out of it. Like killing swarms of people the way it did feels good. And something that a lot of times, even in the good games or the decent games that we've played, doesn't always feel good. And yeah. this game just felt good. Like G.I. Joe, for example, when we played it. Yeah. You again, played- that was the it was a bland game. There wasn't a whole lot of it. But like outside of when you went, yo, Joe, you didn't have a whole lot of it. Like there's, felt not, good. there's not a lot of impact. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in this game, uh, it was the guys you were just fighting, the little dudes with the cloak. Oh, yeah. If, when you do a shotgun to them, they just powderize. And it's like... Damn. <laughs> or uh, when uh, I was struggling with the late, she is the lady, the demon th- lady, yeah. whatever, with the wings on it, and I was like, oh, I'll just change my gun, and then just being able to jump and like pistol around. Oh, I enjoyed that. And fighting the werewolf, same sort of thing. Like n- you can play bosses very similar, but there's also like finding out what sort of skill level you want or what le- sort of strategy you want to fight the boss. I found a lot of fun just trying to figure out how I wanted to take him down. Uh, as you gain more weapons. Uh, so yeah, I think the game held up, especially for the time and for what it is based off of and what it is. I think it held on pretty good. Yeah. You had feelings playing this game? Yeah, quite a few. You, you heard had, me. I Sorry, had, let me rephrase it. You had positive feelings playing quite this Quite a few. Jeez. Mason, we all know you only have love in your life for Go Vacation. <laughs> no, I have no also, room. also flat out too and uh, 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 Hydro Thunder. Yeah, yeah, mostly yeah, go vacation. And then it's Ben 10, all the Ben 10. Yes. Well, is, there's no more room. We, we've pushed out of, we, by making Mason play Van Helsing, we pushed out of their mind all of their Ben 10 knowledge. <laughs> hey, that's a bull, hey, that's bullshit. I know who voiced him, who? It was Billy Bob Thornton, right? No. Oh. No, it wasn't that Mason. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, our second question that we like to ask uh, for every game is, would this game deserve a reimagining or remake in a modern setting? And Thomas and I before were briefly mentioning when we get to this question uh, that there's some interesting things that, about this because there are Van Helsing prop uh, ideas being developed right now. <laughs> yeah, there are like these top-down RPG Van Helsing video games. And I haven't played them, but they don't really interest me personally. Mm-hmm. Whereas a reimagining of this game would because I'd prefer a Devil May Cry style of combat to a top-down RPG style. The, the, the way that I, that I look at this question is, I, of, this, of this game, absolutely not. I think I made that perfectly clear. However, <laughs> Van Helsing as a character is just so cool. And, and I they think struggled to get him right in cinema and and, and, and any media. They been, struggled. He hasn't been gotten. He, they have not gotten him right since, honestly, 
Van Helsing 2004. Yeah. It, but, uh, like, but I feel, I feel like Van Helsing as a character deserves the game as cool as he is. So, like, yeah, I, I, I would play, like, a, like a, um, uh, like a Bloodborne-type game as Van Helsing. Like, a FromSoft game as Van Helsing. I would play that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and like I don't a, even really play FromSoft games. Yeah, like a Souls-like or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I would, wouldn't hate a reimagining or a remake. I would like it in modern graphics. But I said it's held up fine. I could sit down and play it now, and I have no problem sitting down and playing it. So, like, this is one that, like, yeah, there'd be elements I'd like them to maybe adjust, but I think for what it is, it works just fine in its setting. Uh, and I, I think I can definitely agree with uh, both of you guys when saying that, you know, Van Helsing as a character and as the, this movie uh, and, and the design and aesthetic, I would love to see more games kind of trying to buy into this. I'd like to see more movies that buy into kind of this ridiculousness. Just give us a little better script. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, again bringing it back kind of full circle to the beginning. I can watch Steven Summers Van Helsing at any time. I ain't saying it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and something, I think my final thing on a lot of this is, this is really the only major attempt since way back in the day to try to bring all of the Universal Monsters into one movie yeah. immediately. And it succeeds oh, yeah. so much better than, say, like, uh, The Mummy uh, in, the what, 2016 Mummy? 2017? 2017's Mummy. That's right. Uh, which tried to do something there. This does it much better, and there is a lot of good stuff in the Universal Monsters, not just on film. I think video games, there's a lot of untapped potential in them. Yeah, especially, like, again, having all these universal monsters come together. Like, imagine, it doesn't have to be based on Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing, obviously, but imagine a game where you're playing as Van Helsing, and you have to go and fight all the universal monsters. Like, maybe the first boss is the Invisible Man or something, mm -hmm. and then you go to the Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster. Obviously, Dracula's got to be the big bad. Basically Castlevania, but you're playing as Van Helsing, actually. Yeah. Mm, that I, would be good. I could absolutely get behind something like that. But that is Van Helsing 2004 for the Xbox. Uh, what do you guys think about this game? Uh, do you uh, tend to lean towards Mason? Or, or are you, are you right? in the right opinion, <laughs> uh, like Thomas and I? Well, you can let us know now. You can tell us your opinion on the games that we play. Uh, you can send us an email at bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Find me a, a game with a worse camera. With a worse camera. You We've won't. played We've a couple of played them. It. We've played several. We've already played it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and if you're listening to this on iTunes, Apple iTunes, five stars. Give us that not five stars. Type in some words. Tell us that we're doing amazing or awful. It's okay. Just give us the five as stars. Long as you give us the five stars. Give us the five stars. Wherever you're listening to, share this podcast. Spread the love. Click likes buttons on wherever there are. Uh, and uh, help us continue to grow. And with that. And eventually we shall make VeggieTales Van Helsing. <laughs> that is the dream. So till next time, we'll talk to you with uh, kind of in the similar vein kind of style. Like not necessarily the same style of game, but kind of the same movie-based movie, video game. Movie-based, although much, much, much lighter-based. Movie, movie uh, with a Hugh Jackman character in it. With a Hugh Jackman Ironically, character. Ironically, you know, although this one does not have Hugh Jackman in the game. No, it does not. So, uh, until next time. Uh.
get good, you slut.